can we figure out a way for people to be able to be in this co-working space, you know, set up their company so they're able to operate, so they stay in it, and it's not like, you know, uh, people just visiting after, you know, after work. Astrolabs is a co-working space that has been a trendsetter in Dubai since launching almost five years ago. It's now become the go-to place for tech startups. Co-founder Louis Levis tells us the unique story about his experience at a successful startup that has led to the idea getting started. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Love and Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love and Dubai, Love and Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Good morning, Lewis. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. I feel like this is a bit of a reunion as Love in Dubai started off at Astrolabs. Great to see you again. Four years ago this month. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. September 2015. When did you get the idea for Astrolabs? Uh, I don't think it was like idea for Astrolabs. Mm. I think um, the original, original kind of seed was when we were um, scaling the Namshi team and um, we didn't find... So Namshi was, uh, for those who don't know, online e-commerce retailer. Yep. It still is. Yeah. Uh, it still is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you were involved in starting that up in concept in Dubai. Yep. Yeah. So uh, when we were um, uh, adding to the team, we realized that a lot of the skills that we needed were not available in the market. You know, uh, tons of people to do you know, performance marketing, uh, analytics, uh, on-site conversion optimization, etc. you know, spe specific skills. So actually we end up recruiting people out of college. And training uh, them. You know, um, engineering uh, graduates, computer science graduates, you know, business and finance, and training them, mm. right? So that was, uh, you know, that was that. And then at some point, we realized that the whole region is in need of you know, something like that, right? If you are able to take someone that has just gone through four years of college is barely employable. I mean, it's it's bad to say unemployable, but you know, they'll struggle to find a great job. Yeah. But then in a few months, train them to like, really have a niche skill that is really competitive uh, and uh, in demand, then that's a huge value, right? And mm. if we like, go back uh, bef before that, um, the reason Mohammed and I, we moved from the US at the same time, actually. Mohammed Mackie, your business partner. Yeah. Mohammed Mackie, my business partner. Um, uh, we moved, actually, I moved here October 2010. Where were you um, before? I was, in, um, I was living in the US in Boston and uh, doing business school. And um, Mohammed uh, moved like a few weeks before that uh, from Stanford, uh, California. And both of us uh, moved to the, to the region to do something that we feel would be impactful, right? Um, and kind of that was the overall uh, premise for our move to uh, back to the Middle East. Mm. So, um, so any uh, in any case, uh, that kind of like idea started germinating in our head, and we were thinking about doing our uh, next move. We were like, there must be a play that we can do on capability building across the region. And honestly, like things like rolled from there. We started doing, uh, you know, different types of programs, seeing what works, what doesn't work. And you know. so it's not, so Astrolabs basically is a co-working space. How else would you describe it? Um, I would actually describe us as um, 
you know, a organization focused on developing the, you know, digital ecosystem. Mm. Um, that um, comes in two parts. One is capability building. So, I mean, I think as people know Astrolabs as the co-working spaces, the two in Dubai and in Riyadh now. But um, Astrolabs started as a capability building organization, right? Taking uh, people who want to enter the digital economy um, and equipping them with the skills to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, taking people who are already in it and upgrading their skills. And organically, uh, larger organizations started asking us to do internal training. So, so now we also do kind of capability development on core skills, you know, like digital marketing, analytics, data science for these large orgs. Um, we also do custom programs and um, also organically, because we started running startup programs that we were passionate about, universities and governments started asking us to do accelerators and incubators. So that's also another thing that we do under the capability building. So uh, basically, a lot of the things that you learned in the startup yourself, you're kind of passing that on through Astrolabs, as well as the space and the environment and the culture for people to thrive. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, actually. So um, our first program was a three-day program that we wanted to download as much of the lessons, you know, failures, lessons uh, that we learned across, uh, you know, our journey starting company and to the entrepreneurs trying to scale their own company. So we had the three-day program in 2013, I think, May, and we had the amazing 10, 12 group of entrepreneurs that we invited to the program. Mm -hmm. They loved it. We really enjoyed the weekend. We still have some funny videos from that time. <laughs> and um, we said, let's do it again, right? And um, we didn't have like a business model figured out yet. But we said like, you know, this was valuable to this group of people, right? Yeah. Um, and let's do it again and let's do it again. And then from there we iterated and we started doing more, you know, of the normal training. And eventually, you know, organically stumbled into the co-working space. You know, okay. it was like never like the uh, plan. But two things happened. One is we didn't feel there was actually like a home to the tech entrepreneurs uh, in Dubai. A community uh, of space. Yeah, a community of supportive people that they, they'll come. There's like, you know, events that are interesting events. You can meet some people that can help you. You can meet people that can, uh, you know, uh, be, um, you know, uh, customers or suppliers, uh, this type of stuff. Like a positive environment besides, besides kind of like the commercial components. Mm -hmm. and. We have seen it in many other cities uh, and we were like wondering why it hasn't happened. And um, there were a few components that we felt are needed besides kind of like just having like a nice co-working space. And it was, uh, as you know, the licensing component, which is, you know, can we figure out a way for people to be able to be in this co-working space, you know, set up their company so they're able to operate so they stay in it and it's not like you know, uh, people just visiting after, you know, after yeah. work. Or and what's the like process? So you, Astrolabs in the UAE uh, set up or in Dubai is with DMCC. So yeah. how do you enable startups? What's the process um, in licensing? And so, um, okay, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of different uh, things here. So, so um, one element is um, for an entrepreneur that is might be leaving a um, you know uh, their job in Dubai and starting from scratch, you're able to come to Astrolabs and we focus on digital and tech companies. I should you know uh, mention that. Um, so um, you're able to come, you're able to um, apply. Um, uh, we um, just want to check that people are like serious about it. Uh, it's not you know 
people just wanting to register a company for the sake of it. But people, uh, you know, serious about uh, wanting to start a real company. Because that's um, important that not let anyone into the community that they're kind of, uh, yeah, that they're serious. I yeah, guess. yeah. I mean, um, um, the, the 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 filter is quite simple. We just want people who are serious and people who are nice. As in, like they want to learn from others and they want to contribute to the community. Nice. And that that started with a few people actually down here. Yeah. A, like a um, uh, Almas Tower. Is, Star, yeah. yeah. From from this studio here, we can see Almas Tower. We had like a temporary uh, place with like some IKEA chairs and IKEA yeah. um, um, IKEA tables. I remember. And, I think we, a lady called Kim interviewed or vetted me in that room. Oh, really? <laughs> at the start, yeah. Yeah. Um, Vim, Vim, Vim. Sorry. I yeah, Vim, yeah, Vim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so um, and actually the printers from my place and one printer from Hamad's uh, house, we brought them in and oh, just some right. IKEA furniture. But basically like that was a group of like five, 10 entrepreneurs. Yeah. I don't know if you know Tahir Alami. No. He's, he's still an entrepreneur with us, but oh, he, wow. he's like from, from the first batch that I have, I have stayed. Uh, the team at Fresha actually used to work yeah. uh, down here as well. And are they still there as well? They're still um, uh, part of that. I mean, they're now a very big company. Yeah. You heard they just raised like 20 or more million dollars. Wow. Um, and uh, they have offices all over the world. Now yeah. I think they moved the headquarters to London. Okay. Uh, but uh, some of their team uh, is still with us and the founders used to be with us uh, yeah. a few months ago. But anyway, um, the, the, the point is, um, I think we digressed a bit is you can uh, arrive, find a supportive community, you can register your company, mm. um, and you just you know, pay the monthly uh, fee, and then as you scale your team, you, know, you add uh, more seats, you more memberships to your team, yeah. you, uh, something happens, you lose a, a, a contract or an account, yeah. you can like, go, go back down, and not worry about it's anything possible. else, right? Yeah. Um, I think you know that was yeah. one of the key benefits that, that we found at the start, and uh, you know I think people will have a rough understanding of how I guess the co-working space model uh, works uh, without you know kind of going into point of differences of the various offerings. What's your view on kind of global trends on co-working? We hear about a lot of kind of conversation about WeWork, and mm -hmm. you know what's your view globally, and how is that impacting Dubai? Um, I mean, I think, you know, there's more remote workers, there's more, um, you know, startups, all of this stuff. I think in general, um, it is a growing industry. It might not be as growing as fast as people have sold it to their investors. Um, so, so I think, I, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, seeing WeWork, you know, at 1.5 billion valuation, all of the stuff and thinking, that made sense, you know. It is a huge opportunity out there. Yeah. But then when it like, you know, exploded up, like this doesn't make any sense, right? You know, the, the valuation is way ahead of the core, uh, you know, uh, value and the uh, you know, revenue and the business model. So I, I think overall, regardless of what happens with WeWork, if that's uh, what the question is about, I think it's a growing movement. Yeah. And people want to work with other people. People are working in smaller companies, but they don't want to be like isolated, middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, we see yeah. we work associated with co-working, but there's also, as you mentioned, remote workers. There's companies that are listed, such as Upwork and Fiverr, and, and, and companies like that. Is that's the whole ecosystem? What you're saying is growing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, uh, I think because the overall costs of starting a company. You know, there are some people that have a one-person company. You know, profitable, doing. You know, it's a very specific niche service. It's like a SaaS offering and this type of stuff. 
or consulting across, you know, Zoom or Skype or whatever you want, you know, from their co-working space in Bali to uh, mm. companies in San Francisco, right? So, so th- that the, the the cost of communication has gone down, the cost of starting a startup has gone down. All of that has enabled people to be, you know, remote and enabled size of the companies to be smaller and capable. But even if you have a small company, I think people want to be part of this kind of larger community. That's kind of what's enabling kind of the co-working, you know, rise. I have a question on successes and failures, but you mentioned, I just want to talk about the kind of funding aspect and mm-hmm. uh, valuations and things like that. You mentioned WeWork and obviously, uh, you know, looking at this from an Astrolab's point of view, is it something that you thought of raising funds for? Have you raised funds? You've expanded into Riyadh. Is there kind of a space there for Astrolabs as a company? Uh, I mean, we've, we've thought about raising funds in the past. Um, the um, nice thing is if you're careful about kind of your costs, if you're um, uh, smart about kind of creating products that people want, then the funders of your company are your customers, right? Um, so that's why, uh, you know. The founders are your customers. The, the funders, funders, yes, yeah, the, the you know the people who are funding the company yeah, yeah, are the customers, right? Yeah. They're giving you money uh, for your services, mm. and you use the you know profit. Of so just real business, traditional yeah, business exactly. model. <laughs> you no, know, no, I mean like um, I think I actually like if you follow what's happening also in the valley, this is becoming a bigger mo- movement. Mm. Uh, there's um, new forms of VCs, uh, one you know tiny VC, indie dot VC, etc., that are looking at you know, the VC model and saying, you know, not every company needs to be pumped with, you know, tens of millions of dollars of basically steroids, right? And some, you know, companies are able to grow like that, but there's other ways to fund the company, right? And um, there's a lot of talk about kind of bootstrapping. If you follow the guys at Basecamp, uh, you know, uh, DHH and Jason Fried, uh, they, uh, you know, they're big fans of bootstrapping. They're now, you know, they make, I think, $100 million of revenue of Basecamp yeah, a year. The project management software, yeah. Yeah, yeah, project management software. Uh, MailChimp was, I think, bootstrapped to like $400 million. Yeah. You know, like uh, Atlassian. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's, uh, there's a movement that are, is like, not everyone needs to be juiced up with like tens of millions of dollars funding, right? And this is something that we also like recommend to entrepreneurs is, Take a look at your business model. Take a look at what you want to do, you know, with your life personally, and because the VC path is one path, uh, which which is you know good for hyper growth, you know, uh, you know, uh, huge markets, you know. Um, but if that's not your path, then try to bootstrap it. Uh, try to uh, you know mm. fund it with you know uh, revenue have, and profit. Have you, have you ever seen companies at Astrolabs who? you know, almost needed advice that it wasn't working and that uh, maybe this wasn't the right idea. And do you, do you advise them? Do you have to step in in that failure process? Oh, you know, it's not a nice word, but yeah. like, is, do you have, from a, you know, rather than just asking you and I'll ask you next about yeah. successes, has there been a case where, you, you know, the ecosystem has seen that th- this team or company might need a bit of assistance? So, so, Obviously, there's been tons of uh, kind of like uh, failures um, from the startups, but kind of like I think a lot of the founders know that it's not guaranteed success, right? 
and they and they kind of learn from it themselves. I mean, um, in some cases, yes. Um, uh, again, also, uh, you know, um, if I was like so wise that I was, can like hundred percent predict uh, uh, if they're gonna succeed or fail, then it's you know I would have given like harder advice, but. At the moment, you're there with them and you're saying, okay, you know, your customer acquisition cost is too high. They might take it or they might not take it. I think, you know, acceptance of feedback is a good um, uh, trait, but mm. also many, you know, many entrepreneurs have proven us and their mentors and investors wrong yeah. by uh, not taking the advice and doing what they think is right and succeeding, right? Yeah. So, so again, I think you should take every mentorship, including mine, uh, advice uh, with a grain of salt. Um, That said, I think the some of the entrepreneurs that I've seen like, you know, fail, have tried to learn from that failure. But some of them I hear again, like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about the next venture. And this is what I learned from the past one. Interesting. So you mentioned Fetcher and kind of growing out of Astrolabs. And you guys do a really good job uh, with us as well as, you know, keeping people part of the uh, alumni and ecosystem. Um, what are the other success stories? What companies, you know, are people would people know of uh, yeah. on their apps or yeah. in Dubai that have come from Astrolabs? So just clarification, you said Fetcher, but it's uh, Fresha. Fresha, 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 yeah. Fresha is a um, platform to book um, spas, uh, yeah. like salon appointments. I think I, I know the guys, that. Nick. I was sat beside <laughs> them at the start. I shouldn't <laughs> kill me for saying that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. I just want to clarify because um, you know. Yeah. Uh, so um, um, uh, we've had um, you know uh, locally uh, Dubai startups that have grown and are successful, uh, and they've grown out and now are around you know uh, offices around Dubai like JustMop, uh, you guys obviously. Yeah. Uh, we're here in your offices. We can see the co-working space uh, down um, in JLT. Yeah. Um, uh, also, you know, companies like Trucker are doing quite well. Uh, quite a few, uh, you know, Eventus. Uh, oh, yeah. was, although Eventus actually didn't start here. They expanded from Egypt, but they're much, much smaller. And then you have the international kind of like expansions, right? People probably know about Deliveroo. Uh, the Deezer team is actually at oh, wow. uh, Astrolabs now. Uh, you know, Deliveroo a few years ago landed with a couple of people, mm. grew to like God knows how many. There were like mm. a lot of them. And then now they have their own office down, you know, uh, TCOM, I think, uh, uh, area yeah. on Sheikh Zayed Road. I, I don't know the building name. But uh, anyway, um, those are some of the ones that people might recognize. Okay, amazing. Yeah. So, last thoughts. Uh, if you were advising people to start up, uh, you know, what sort of trends are there at the moment that's kind of interesting for you personally? Uh, um, I think what's interesting for me might not be interesting for other people. I'm interested in like education. I'm interested in, you know, uh, what's called financial inclusivity. Uh, Mm. So, you know, people um, uh, having access to the financial system in a fair way and not being taken advantage of by banks and other uh, companies. Okay. Uh, But um, I think, the advice would be just like find something that you feel is broken in the world or your family or your friends do and fix it Okay. and build a company around there uh, that um, don't look to trends too much. Forget this every hype stuff because that's kind of like you know, the graveyard of startups. Amazing. Great note to finish on. Thanks yeah. so much, Lewis. Great chatting. <laughs> Thank you, Rich.